If you want to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 2, um, I am so excited too about what God is doing and what God is going to do. And I invite you into the kingdom. We have too many watchers. We have too many who show up on Sunday morning and they show up on Sunday morning and they show up on Sunday morning. And let me help you with something. You're missing it. You're missing it. I want you to understand this. You're, you're missing it. You know, there is so much going on. And let me, let me tell you one of the ways that, that somebody could get involved. Come about 1030. You know, now Stace, I know you, no, I'm just kidding. Um, come about 1030. Come in here. And here's what you got to do. Now it's difficult. So you got to pay attention. You walk up to people in the, in the parking lot or the hall and you say, welcome to the kingdom. That's it. And then whatever they ask, if you don't know the answer, find somebody that does, you know? And when you get to me and I don't know the answer, I call the DS. No, I'm just kidding. But no, guys, get involved. Get involved with the children. My wife's back there today, and, and, and she's, now she's not called to that, but she has to do it because there's not enough people that volunteer. Okay, but she got there and man, she's teaching those kids the word of God and it's awesome. Somebody please just act like you're here or excited or awake or something, all right? Because uh, come on now, you know, this is powerful, powerful stuff. I wanna welcome you this morning to the kingdom. You know what I want? I, I want to somehow take that, you know that song, Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, you know, welcome to the jungle. I don't, I don't know who that is, and I hope it's not a bad thing, but I'd like to change it to welcome to the kingdom. Yeah, baby. Huh? And play it outside, you know? So as they get out of their car, they'll be going, what the heck is going on here? You know? But that's better than, oh my goodness, I hope it's over in 10 minutes. You know? And then somebody walk up to them and say, welcome to the kingdom. And they say, what's the kingdom? What an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Don't come in here. Let me tell you something I get frustrated with. People come in here and plop. Y'all know what I mean by plop? Sit down. Man, there's a prayer room. Pray the devil out of here. Pray for the preacher. He needs to get saved. <laughs> Who said that? Pray that God will be here in a powerful way. Pray that these children will be saved. Pray that their parents will be saved. Pray that, that this world will be transformed. Pray for revival. The greatest port for revival is not the world. The greatest focus of revival is in the church, folks. When there's revival, are you listening to me? I'll be satisfied when it says at the end of Acts 2, which is the, was the original revival, it says, God, okay, let me get these words right, was adding to the number daily those being saved. See, I don't mind if they get saved and go to another church and get them saved. Okay, that's fine with me. I don't care if they come here, you know, but the bottom line is, folks, as Christians, we have such an opportunity to get people saved. And honestly, the world ain't gonna do it. They're crazy. 
You would have been so proud if you see him. The other night, I was at the Muhlenberg graduation, all right? And you know, at school functions, everybody's afraid to say, now don't, don't tell anybody I said this, but God. Everybody's like, this dude came out. This is the superintendent. We're going to have him preach. He came out and he said, some people tell me not to mention God. Well, God bless you. And, and he told all them kids, you need God. How come the church ain't doing that? Anybody listening? What an opportunity. Anybody got a grouchy friend or neighbor or relative? Anybody? I want your life then. I got a lot of them. That's your opportunity. Those are the people to look at them when they're the grouchiest and say, you need God. They won't like you for a while, but that's okay. They don't like you anyway. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the kingdom. Some people are sitting there going, ah, but you don't know my life. You don't know what a mess I am. You, you, and there's stuff in my life that does not belong in the presence of God. Anybody here got stuff like that? Anybody here not got stuff like that? You should be the preacher, all right? You've got to understand that the kingdom of God is where it's at. The kingdom, God, people aren't looking for church. You know, they, they could get a concert at, at, the, at the Beyonce concert. You know what I'm saying? You know, they, they just can. You know, and, 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 and they, can, they can hear some inspirational speaker at, at Tony Robbins. You know, they don't, people aren't looking. They're looking for the kingdom of God. And you know who they're looking for it in? You. You. You see, you are the kingdom. When you leave this place and you get with all them crazy people, you leave these crazy people, we would have crazy people. All right? You are the kingdom. You are the kingdom. You are the kingdom. Let me keep saying it until somebody gets it. Okay, we got to start getting this, folks. Everywhere you are, you are the kingdom. If you call yourself a Christian, they're looking at you saying, okay, what's different? How would this help me? When people start out spiritually, that's where they start out. They start out kind of selfishly like, what's God got for me? Amen, you understand what I'm saying? Well, that's not very mature. Well, they don't come here mature. They come here seeking something that'll help them. You know? And the bottom line is, they'll ask you, well, what do I need to do? And here's what you tell them. Repent. Now, it's not that old stuff where you, you know, beat on people's back. I, used to, I grew up with this. Somebody be beating on one side saying, let go. And the other one's, hold on. No. Listen to this. When Jesus started his ministry in Matthew chapter four, verse 17, you don't need to go to that. Just write it down or something. He said, listen, this is the most important thing you can do. Repent for the kingdom of God is right there. When you wake up in the morning, 
Are you listening? Are you listening online? When you wake up in the morning, as soon as your feet hit the floor, are you listening? You repent and boom, you're in the kingdom. You are the kingdom all day long. And the best thing to do is every time you breathe, repent. Amen? And every time you do something stupid, don't sit there and suck your thumb. Repent. You know? And every time you say something, not that I ever do, to your spouse that you shouldn't, that was a joke. It's not time to defend yourself. And make excuses. It's time to say, I repent. Amen? You know, and then you're gonna have a better day. Not just spiritually, but with your spouse. You know? And every time you do something stupid at work or say something stupid, and every time you hit your finger and cuss, it's not time to go, oh, oh, stop, repent. Repent. Because you know what? I don't want for any reason, and God doesn't play these stupid little games, but the devil does. And he's going to tell you, you're, you're out. Every time you do something stupid, you repent, because I don't want anything between me and the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anything between me and the holiness of God. I don't want anything between me and the joy of God. Amen? Are you with me? This is so important, folks. This is where it's at. This is what it's about. Folks, I, I, I wasn't saying that about 1030 for nothing. We need people here that are praying. We need people here that are in the hallways praying. We need people here when somebody drives up and, or walks in the door or whatever, they need to hear, welcome to the kingdom of God. Amen? And they may think, man, this dude's a kook but it's better than this dude is boring and there ain't nothing going on here. Amen? You know, when somebody walks in here, get up out your seat and go introduce yourself and say, welcome to the kingdom. You know, and once we get that song done, we'll just turn that song on. We'll just have people carrying around like Eli does all day, you know, playing, welcome to the kingdom, you know? You know, I, I, don't you all think that's a great idea? Let's have a board meeting and vote. No, I'm just kidding. We'll lose roof. But seriously, this is so important. I'm gonna ask you a question. Are you a living kingdom of God? Everywhere you go, man, when you walk in that room and you know there may be confrontation or something that, that might be a little uncomfortable, you don't go in there and, you know, just with your back up and your hair on the back of your neck standing up, you go in there and you repent. And you say, God, I want you to carry me through this. God, make me a light. Make me an example. Help me to bring hope to a bunch of hurting people. Amen? You know? Well, pastor, that all sounds great. That all, how do I do that? Romans chapter 2, verse 4 is the secret. It, it talks about the fact that if you really want to be the kingdom, what you need to do is you need to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in reality, walk into the presence 
of the kingdom. Did, did your mama ever tell you when you were growing up, you are who you hang with? Anybody else? You know, you hang with them bad boys, you know, and, and their mamas were talking about me. You hang with that letterman kid, you know. But the bottom line is, it's true. If you want to become the kingdom, you need to hang with the kingdom. You need to be talking to the kingdom. You need to be reading about the kingdom, you know? And in this verse, what it says is, when you walk into the presence of the kingdom, and let me stop right there and, and, and say something, because not long ago, God says, here's a key verse. You're, you're kind of leaving out, Letterman. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 talks about the fact that because of the blood Jesus shed on the cross, now listen to this, y'all listening? You and I, can have confidence. I like that word confidence. You know, sometimes I carry it too far and it becomes arrogance, but you could be confident. You have the ability and you have the right to enter the holy of holies of God where God's glory is. Are you listening to me? Why stand on the outside of that? Why not just enter in? Well, that's just for those perfect people. There ain't no such thing. That's just for the people that have been gone to church too long. No, that's for every one of us, okay? But what it's talking about here is, think about it. We walk into the presence of perfect love. Anybody ever walked into God's presence? Can I be honest with you about something? At first, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Anybody else? I'm kind of like, I'm in the presence of perfect love. I'm in the presence of perfect mercy. I'm in the presence of perfect tenderness. I'm in the presence of perfect grace. And I'm there. Somebody say amen. Because I don't know about you, but I get in there and go, I hope nobody finds out what I am. Anybody else? I hope nobody knows what I did yesterday. Somebody say amen. Because honestly, every one of us, although we were created in the image of God, we are born in sin. And every one of us have been corrupted by sin. But here's the cool part. God invites you into this perfect love and this perfect kindness and this perfect tenderness. And when you first enter in, you kind of feel like, why am I here? Let me say something just parenthetically right there. If you feel like you belong there, you really need to repent. I'll say it again because nobody, nobody really caught on. Because nobody is that perfect and that worthy. Nobody. 
okay? But you enter in there, and what it says is what the kindness of God does is it drives us to our knees to repent. You say, well, preacher, what's this repentance thing? Well, first off, it's sorrow for the junk that shouldn't be in us and on us and around us. Anybody else? You know, and, and, and people are like, well, you don't want to preach on guilt. I do. Man, because I feel guilty and I, I need to confess a lot because there's just junk that comes through my mind that I don't need to let it stick, but it's there sometimes. Anybody else? Here's the hard part. Don't tell nobody I said this, all right? Sometimes that junk or that impurity or whatever, it kind of feels good. Didn't hear no amens on that one. But you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's real tempting just to leave it there. Amen? All right? But the thing is, is that we get in there and we start to realize, man, I don't belong here. Man, I don't want this. I want that. I want that kindness. I want to, I don't want to, I just don't want that kindness. I want to be that kindness. I want to be that love. So I'm kind of feeling, this junk shouldn't be in my life. Hmm. So I feel guilty and I'm sorry. And that's good. That's good. Don't feel funny about that. that. That's good. And what repentance means is God transforms or metamorphosizes or changes, or saves, or heals your mind and your heart from and away from all that trash. You see, folks, the world ain't looking for church. It ain't. It's not. It ain't looking for more religion. It ain't looking for more concerts. People are like, oh, we just, we got to get better music. You know, most of our people are like, we just got to get a better preacher. You know, and that's cool. What we need to get is God at the center of who we are. What we need to get if you want to impact those around you. And if you don't, there's another thing we need to talk about. What we need to get is God. Are you listening? Not just in us, but through his spirit, driving and defining who we are. Driving and defining how we think. Driving and defining what we allow to stay in our minds that comes out of our mouths. Amen? I do it wrong too. I'm not preaching down to anybody, man. No, sir. But let me tell you what I do on a continuous basis. I repent. And I repent. And I repent. 
I repent even if I've not done anything stupid. Because I'm kind of preparing for that time I'm going to do something stupid. So maybe I won't do something stupid. Amen? I just think this is such an important thing. Because I don't know about you, but when somebody walks into my presence, I want them to know I've just walked into the kingdom of God. I've just walked into love. I've just walked into kindness. I've just walked into tenderness. I've just walked into the presence of someone who I stabbed in the back two years ago, and somehow they loved me. I've just walked into the presence of somebody that I wronged (laughs) or I didn't pay them what I owed them or whatever. But they're good because someone else drives and defines who they are. And that someone else is perfect love and perfect joy and perfect hope and perfect hallelujah. Let's stand. All heads bowed and all eyes closed and the kids can come forward. Everybody's heads bowed and all eyes closed, please. Pastor? I need to repent and begin this repentance process because there's things in my mind, there's anger and bitterness and frustration in my heart that does not emulate Jesus. I can make all the excuses. Oh, they did it so bad to me. I've had it so rough, or I can allow God to get rid of all that trash that's keeping me down from being everything God created me to be. Pastor, as you pray, pray for me. Anybody who uplift a hand, anybody else? Yes, Lord. Father, this morning, you see them. Bring change, bring power, bring love, bring transformation, bring new, bring hope, bring hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity and call to repent on a continuous basis. Thank you, Lord. 